Question 7. What are the decrees of God? Answer. The decrees of God are His eternal purpose according to the counsel of His will, whereby for His own glory He hath foreordained whatsoever comes to pass. The decrees of God. A decree is a determination, an edict, a rule. It is an order from one having supreme authority, deciding what is to be done by a subordinate. From Green's Lectures. The word decree or decrees, in the sense in which it is used in this answer, is not found in the New Testament. It is a technical term adopted by theologians to convey a complex idea, that is, to convey a number of ideas by a single term. The express design of the answer is to explain this term, and it is done almost wholly in the words of inspiration. Thomas Goodwin says, The scripture speaks of God's decrees, condescending therein to the conceptions of men. Yet what is in man imperfectly is to be looked on as an image of God's proceedings herein, in a transcendent way of perfection. Jonathan Edwards says, God does not do what he does, nor order what he orders, accidentally and unawares, either without or beside his intention. And if there be a foregoing design of doing and ordering as he does, this is the same with a purpose or decree. William Cunningham says, The consideration of this great doctrine runs up into the most profound and inaccessible subjects that can occupy the minds of men, the nature and attributes, the purposes and actings of the infinite and incomprehensible Jehovah, viewed especially in their bearings upon the everlasting destinies of his intelligent creatures. Many men have indulged in the most presumptuous and irreverent speculation concerning it. There is probably no subject that has occupied more of the attention of intelligent men in every age. All that the highest ability, ingenuity, and acuteness can affect has been brought to bear upon the discussion of this subject, but the difficulties attaching to it have never been solved, and we are well warranted in saying that they never will, unless either God give us a fuller revelation, or greatly enlarge capacities, although perhaps it would be more correct to say that, from the very nature of the case, a finite being can never fully comprehend it, since this would imply that he could fully comprehend the infinite mind. Archbishop Layton maintains that the utterances of the Catechism on the Divine Decrees are worthy of the subject, few, sober, clear, and certain. His eternal purpose. Charles Hodge says, The second point included in this doctrine is that the decrees of God are all reducible to one purpose. They are not successively formed as the emergency arises, but are all parts of one all-comprehending plan, as, however, this one purpose includes an indefinite number of events. And as these events are mutually related, we therefore speak of the decrees of God as many, and as having a certain order. The counsel of his will. Thomas Goodwin says, You know counsel referreth to the understanding, to the judgment. It is a considering what one meaneth to do, how to do it, and to do it the best way and most wisely. That is properly counsel. There is something in counsel which is in man, which must not be attributed unto God and something in man which may be attributed unto God. For we must cut off all imperfection in what we attribute unto God. There are two things in counsel in a man. There is, first, a discourse and inquiry which is vast. He setteth his reason a work, and one thought cometh in after another. And then there is, secondly, a judgment, when he hath considered all which is best. Now the first part we must cut off from God, he doth not advise and deliberate as men do, to take this thing or that thing, 
one after another by way of inquiry into his mind? No, for known unto God are all his works from eternity. Thus, that which is the result, that which ariseth in men's minds or judgments out of inquiry, a mature pitching upon what is best, this view, which is the perfection of counsel, which is the ripening and maturing of it, this is attributed unto God. This is certain judicium, a certain judgment of what is best to do, for his own glory. Thomas Hooker says, The general end of God's external working is the exercise of his most glorious and most abundant virtues. Not that anything is made to be beneficial unto him, but all things for him to show beneficence and grace in them, whatsoever comes to pass. With this proviso, which is given in Hodge's words, the decreative and perceptive will of God can never be in conflict. God never decrees to do or to cause others to do what he forbids. He permits men to sin, although sin is forbidden. But God cannot decree to make men sin. Uses Number 1. The doctrine of this high mystery is to be handled with special prudence and care. And Turretin maintains that it should be taught, yet he says it is a subject more proper for the school than the pulpit. Number 2. Thomas Goodwin says, Doth God work all things according to his will? Then give up thy will to him. It is not in man that walketh to direct his steps. Jeremiah chapter 10 verse 23. It is God that must direct them for thee. For he works all things according to his will. If any man in the world, if his understanding and will were a rule to mine, and I knew he were infallible, I would certainly go give up all my ways to what he saith. As you say, you must be ruled by him who bears the purse. So you must be ruled by him who bears the understanding. Certainly, if any man hath an infallible understanding, I will be ruled by him. God hath. He works all things and all effectually by the counsel of his own will. Therefore, in all thy ways, give up thyself to him. An Exposition on the Shorter Catechism by Alexander White